0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. ctmobile.com mobilecom
2: Kevin Saul, here he is, the athletic director at Wichita State University. Kevin Saul joins the show. Kevin, welcome. Hi, Bob. How are you? Jeff, hope things are well. We're, do- we're doing you. well. Yes. We appreciate you coming on. It's good to visit with you. Shockers with a uh, resounding win last night at home against Tulsa. That had to be good for your eyes, right? (laughs) I think it was good for a lot of people's eyes, maybe their hearts.
1: And uh, you might even go souls, Bob. It was good to see. I think um, for those of us that are are in it day in and day out, um, the, the capabilities have never been in question. It really is just a question of, responding well in the flow and and putting it all together for 40 minutes and I feel like we did that a couple of shaky spots against their press but I thought for the most part we handled that well.
0: So unless uh no I won't I won't I'll reframe the question. So uh, how much can an can an end of a season run wash out what happened previously? Is that something that that is possible? Do you have to take it uh, you know on the whole uh, by the whole picture or can you still feel good about a season if you finish it well?
1: Well, again, I, I, Jeff, this is I hope not to sound clichéish, but um, at the end of the day, we we are who we are at this point, right? Twenty, twenty-seven games in, and the the reason why we started the call today with um, a, a, a good note in terms of uh, being a resounding win is that obviously we've had some struggles competitively. But all the lessons that are learned along the way, um, when you when you uh, when you fall eight consecutive times, um, you learn a lot about yourselves. And I would I would submit that in most of our lives, personally and professionally, that you learn a lot more from failure than you do success. And it takes time to build and grow things. I think back to and look back to you know somebody like Christy Breadbender's first two or three years at Wichita State. Um, certainly challenges uh, existed as you're building your program and trying to establish your culture and do all those things. So for me, Jeff, it's part of the journey. Um, The question is, is is do you look at consistent improvement towards uh, throughout the year? And again, I think when you're results oriented only, um, that's a lens through which you can certainly uh, make an evaluation Uh, And nobody's into moral victories, but at the end of the day, if you're looking at uh, progressive um, improvement over the course of the season in different areas, then I think that has to to, to play into account in your evaluation. So we'll take a big-picture approach to it. There's still a lot of basketball to play and certainly uh, feel real good about the way they performed last night. I think we've got an opportunity to do some nice things here over the next couple of
2: weeks before we get to uh, the AAC tournament. Kevin Salt, our guest, Wichita State Athletic Director. So I've been listening to conversations, uh, some, some very interesting ones uh, concerning college athletics, uh, the transfer portal, NIL. We've talked at length about all of that. Uh, how much, Kevin, at the Wichita State mm-hmm. level and then above the Wichita State level, let's say the Power Five, how much is academics still a, a part of college athletics? I don't want to say that it feels like, in some ways, it's kind of become uh, lost in the shuffle uh, because these athletes are able to transfer multiple times. I don't know how it works to carry their hours over. I don't know how any of that works. Uh, But is academics still a a top priority across college athletics? Well, let, let me short answer you from my perspective, absolutely
1: yes. At the end of the day, what statistics haven't changed, Bob, is less than 2% of the half a million uh, intercollegiate athletic student athletes across the country are going to play professionally in their sport, which means they've got to have uh, um, a solid pathway established. We've got to develop them from a career and professional development, personal development perspective. So. I think because the national narrative has been focused for the last two years so much on NIL, and the transfer portal, and uh, transformation throughout the NCAA governance process. I, I think that's where it gets lost, but at the end of the day, the importance of the, d- d- the degree, the lifetime earning potential that comes with a degree, is no more different than it was 10 years ago. And I will brag. I'll take this opportunity to brag on our student-athletes, Bob. We, we, we talked about on your show before, we've, we set some pretty aggressive uh, academic strategic goals, and we have been a department that's been 37 consecutive semesters of a 3.0 GPA or better. Uh, that's as of this last fall and two years ago. We set a goal that over the course of 10 semesters on a five-year strategic plan, we wanted to be a 3-3 department, five out of the 10 of those semesters. We've done that three times now. So we've got two more to accomplish that goal. And we set a goal to to be a 3.4 department once in those 10 semesters because we would never done it before in the history of our program. And we've done it now two consecutive semesters. Last spring in 23, we were a 3.406. This last fall, we were a 3.45. With program high semester GPAs in baseball, softball, and men's basketball, so it it will continue to be of great importance to any department that uh, that I'm blessed to have an opportunity to lead, and and because we understand the importance of that to our young people's lives when they lead us.
0: So I I know my my dad said he was going to ask you about uh, attendance at basketball games, and I'll uh, ask my own question in, in that regard. There was a coach before Isaac Brown that's kind of persona non grata. I know you know who I'm talking about, but I think one reason why he still a little bit resonates uh, not just the winning, but because he made the community feel like they were a part of it. Uh, it almost made it almost even about the fans. Uh, they really took on this us versus the world mentality when, when that person was here. And how much, how important do you think something like that is, to really be a, a, a unifying voice in the community for a coach? And obviously winning solves a lot of problems perceived weaknesses, but how much do you think a coach needs to also be uh, a face of the franchise type?
1: Well, I think everybody has a different style, and and I think it is incredibly important. Um, I I think we've shown that priority in the last year and a half, Jeff, in terms of one of the first things that we did was we invited our fans uh, in over the course of that summer of 22, and and we asked very direct questions about their, their uh, game day and event experiences, the driveway-to-driveway driveway experiences from traffic, parking, tickets, seating, concessions, restroom, all of those things, we got 170 unique pieces of feedback, and we've been working really diligently uh, to, to take care of a lot of those. I think we're at about 110 of those 170 uh, that have been solved or rectified at this point in time. You know, when, when Coach Mills came in in March, obviously, it was uh, – An incredibly busy time trying to build a roster late in the process um, at Wichita State and um, certainly coach Mills has done a I think a great job in terms of the uh, the public appearances whether that be at a a golf tournament Uh, we've hosted a handful of of really nice events in coordination with some businesses uh, in the community we did one at Hutton we did one at uh, SBT Architecture um, and, and he's very, very engaging in those settings. We've hosted people in the Champions Club. We've, uh, we've raised money for NIL, and uh, I think he's done a really nice job there, but I, I do understand that folks have different styles as well, and I think it's a collective effort in combination with our coaching staff and our
0: administration.
2: Kevin Saul with us, Athletic Director Wichita State. So back to the attendance. Uh, I was not at the game last night. I did see photos. There, there were not a ton of people there. Attendance has dropped throughout the struggles of this basketball team. How how difficult is that, Kevin, to uh, reestablish? I know winning will certainly uh, take uh, will certainly help some of that. But what else goes into trying to trying to make sure that Coke Arena is more full? Great question. I think we we touched on a little bit of that.
1: We've got to make sure that we're catering our game day experience as much as we can to the fans because every athletic director in the country is going to talk to you about the impact of in venue attendance uh, that we've seen through COVID uh, when folks were watching games at home that we've seen now with the onset of uh, significant resources in streaming where you can watch a game um, in the middle of nowhere on your phone. And so obviously we've got to create an experience that people want to be a part of. And certainly winning is a part of that, but also the, the fan experience is a significant part. I think about our community of, of, of Wichita, right? We, we, we talk with our players about who do we play for, you know, and I think that's a handful of answers that you're going to get. They play for the, their families and themselves. They play for the guys in the locker room. They play for the community and they play for, uh, future shockers that are going to be sitting in their locker, that are going to be wearing their jerseys. And so what does that mean from a community standpoint? I think people want to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. So success is a critical uh, component to that element. But I think about the city of Wichita and going way back, um, agricultural routes, um, aviation routes, engineering, uh, innovation, entrepreneurial, uh, spirit that has been um, a, a long-standing component and element of our community, and I think folks want to be a part of something and 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 follow teams that uh, that that resonate with them. So obviously, we've got to take that blue-collar approach. We've got to be able to play uh, a style of basketball similar to last night that resonates with our fans. And I, I again, Bob, I think there's so many different aspects and layers to it. Uh, it's not any one particular thing winning is a part of it, but also playing in such a way that resonates with folks uh, that they want to be a part of it and providing an experience that they want to be a part of. We're seeing a lot more younger children um, in, in the arenas. We've adjusted tip times to 630 to try and accommodate families and young kids as well. So uh, we'll continue to take a kind
2: of a shotgun approach at it and uh, see if we can target as many things as possible to maximize attendance. I was going to mention, and this will be the last uh, question I have for you. Well, I, got I, gonna, I got a question. I was going to mention the uh, the age of the crowd, uh, because the shocker fan base has been historically a little older. You mentioned that uh, young kids are starting starting to come. How important is it to continue to engage and and to grow the engagement uh, with the students? Because I, I watch a lot of games on TV and. And so many of these crowds just have so many students who are making a ton of noise and being raucous and, and all that stuff. So how does that uh, move forward? I think we've got to be able to successfully
1: engage um, our fan base at, at all demographics and ages, Bob. I, last night was a, a Greek night at, uh, at the Tulsa game, and I, I think we had probably two or 300 students uh, there that, that had a significant impact on the game. When you look at, at ticket pricing, one of the things that we're looking at is can we offer a more affordable entry point uh, for season tickets and single game tickets in, in the upper deck end zones for young alumni, for uh, young professionals, um, so that we can engage folks at, 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 all, different, um, uh, at all different spots uh, in, in their lives. Right. Whether they're they're young graduates, whether they're young professionals, whether they're middle age or or retired, we want to be able to try and provide an experience um, and opportunities for all of those
2: folks. All right. We didn't even get to baseball. We'll do that next time. Mm -hmm. Kevin, we really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come on and talk uh, Shocker athletics with us. We'll catch up soon. Thanks so much for having me on the show, guys. Go Shockers.